Hey, it's Jermichael Jordan, and I want to welcome you back to Decoded. Decoded. Welcome back to Decoded. I am so glad and so glad and so happy to be back with you again this week. You have no idea how cool it is uh, to know that you are a part of a team, a village, a group, a tribe of individuals who are determined to reach the best uh, version of themselves, to be everything that God created them to be. And then you be, you're able to do that with people weekly. You're able to do that with individuals or you know individuals are listening just like you are every single week. So I just want you to know that if you feel like you're the only one uh, in this tribe, you're not. There are so many people that are tuning in with us every week, which ultimately means that we're all on the same level of thinking, the same level of belief, and we have the same desires. And that is to decode uh it's to decode our greatness, it's to decode the clues that God has put in us and the experiences that we've been through. And so I'm just here to let you know that I, I, I'm i so happy that, that you're a part of this. So today we're going to talk about something very, um, I don't know, what's the word I want to use? We're going to talk about something that's very, I don't want to say important because I, it, it, it's, 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 it's more than just important. It's it's vital. It's vital. It's it's vital to evolution. It's vital to our futures, and it's a very important key into getting to that place that we're all trying to get to, and that is the best version of ourselves. And uh, the subject I want to talk about today is evolve or die. Evolve or die all about evolution it's all about growing it's all about um transforming from where you were to where you're trying to get to and so today i'm, I'm gonna just give you a little background of who i am you know me if you've been with us for a minute i, I am a minister right and so uh, a lot of what i do is rooted in scripture is rooted in my belief and 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 because i know that it's what's true and what's been true to me and i do believe that those who get into it we'll find that it'll be true to them as well but i want i want to i want to give a scripture <laughs> uh, today before uh we get deep into the conversations because it's going to put us in the context of what we're going to be discussing and what we're going to be talking about today and so the scripture uh comes from romans 12 and 2 and it says do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind because when you do that, then you'll be able to test and approve that God's will is his good, pleasing and perfect will. And that's where we're trying to get to. We're trying to get to his will, his good and pleasing and perfect will. I heard a story not too long ago um, about a an author by the name of William Baker who wrote a book in 1986 titled uh, A Savior for All Seasons. And in this book, Baker tells the story of this bishop uh, who was from the East Coast who uh, many years ago, he kind of went and paid a visit to a small Midwestern religious college. And while he was visiting, he was staying there. He was staying at the home of the college president 
who also served as a professor of physics and chemistry there. And after dinner, uh, the bishop declared that the end couldn't be far off because just about everything about nature had been discovered and all inventions conceived. Then the young college president politely disagreed. He said he felt that there would there would be many more discoveries. The bishop got angry and then he challenged uh, the professor. He said, just name one, just name one. Since you're so smart, just name one. The president and the professor were certain that within 50 years, men would be able to fly. That's ridiculous, shouted the bishop. The bishop, he was angry and he, he was annoyed. And he told the professor that only angels are intended to fly. The irony of this story is that the bishop's last name was right. <laughs> and what he didn't know is that he had two boys that were at home who would prove to have greater vision than even he had. And their names were Overall and Wilbur, whom the world would eventually come to know as the Wright brothers. Y'all know who the Wright brothers are, right? They were the two brothers who invented the aircraft that we fly all over the world on today. This story right here in particular is proof that a rigid and rigor mortis perspective could cause many of us to miss the potential of what is right up under our noses. Or in this bishop's case, what was right up under his own house, his own roof. And it wasn't because he was blind, but it was because uh, his knowledge was limited by his experience. Oftentimes people tell me that they, they, they don't know who they are, who they were called or created to be. And I simply look at them and tell them, I understand. Because if you've never seen it before, then you cannot be it. If you don't know that it exists, you can't be that. And the truth is, sometimes our limited understanding and knowledge due to our past experiences and our lack of information can cause us to be limited in growing. And the truth is, everything changes. People change. Seasons change. But because God, who created us, is a God of newness, his methods are always and forever evolving. They don't change. That's why even if you look in like the Bible in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, there's a scripture that it says, There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the sun. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal. The problem is some of us struggle with new. You know why? Because changing and changes are uncomfortable. It's why it's why some folks it's funny. I look around all the time. It's like I, I, it's why some folk had the same hairstyle and they haven't changed in 20 years. It's because they're used to it. They're comfortable with it. It's why you got friends or maybe even you got a closet full of clothes that you can't fit in anymore. You ain't been able to fit in them pants in, in 10 years, but you keep telling yourself, I'm going to get back to it. I'm going to get back. I'm going to get it back under the weight to where I can put it on. No, you're not. No, you're not. Let's be honest with ourselves. Things change. Fashion changes. You never go to the restaurant and order the same thing. Or maybe you do. And if you do, that means it's probably time for a change to try something new. And many of us find ourselves, and, and I've been here before, I'm telling you, I've been here before, where your life just becomes predictable. You wake up in the morning, 
You eat the same food, the same breakfast. You go to the same stores. When you're on your way to work, you make the same left turn and you go down the same street. And you don't even try a different way. Why? Because you're comfortable with the way that you've been doing things. And so that stunts our growth. And I believe there are three factors that play a role uh, as it relates to our personal evolution. And those three things, the first one is what we've been taught, what we have experienced, and what we don't know. These three factors are the three reasons why many of us have yet to experience or evolve into the mature version of of who God created us to be. Like, we just... (laughs) it's, It's what we've been taught, what we have experienced, and what we don't know is what hinders us. And it's because we've allowed our experience to stun our growth and transformation from occurring. I know so many people uh, who have allowed circumstances and their environment to trump uh, God's divine revelation and purpose for their life. You know people like this. You you live with people like this who you know are called for greater. They're, they're, they're so talented, they're gifted, or they have skills, or they have information in the area that most people don't. But yet they cannot get out of this box or this place of being stagnant simply because of their experiences or their refusal to learn new information and apply it to their situation. I want to let you know that whenever you get into a place where you're willing to expand your thinking, when you're willing to learn what you don't know, when you're willing to put your experiences on the back burner and 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 reapply for some new ones, when you're when you're willing to challenge some of the things that you've been taught in order to keep you uh, from moving on or advancing, I want to let you know that when you're willing to do those things, God will surprise you. He will surprise you. But the problem is the reason that a lot of people can't be surprised is because they're too focused on their environment where they've been. And what they cannot or have not been able to do. You can do it. So it's not what you cannot. It's what you haven't been able to do. You're too focused right there. The world is wherever you live. The world is wherever you live. There's so many people who don't understand that in this world, uh, there's going to be fear. There's going to be doubt. There's going to be depression. There's going to be anger. There's going to be jealousy. There's going to be feelings of unworthiness. None of this is where God intended for you to stay. (laughs) <laughs> the Bible says that, 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 that the God of this world or the God of this age has has blinded the minds of those who cannot see the true glory and the coming of Christ. And who is the world? Like when we think of the world, I want I'm going to let you know something like I don't know. This might mess up your whole process and thought of how things are. But this is not God's world. The world that we live in today is not God's world. This is not the world that he intended for us to live in. It wasn't. Satan messed that up, right? And so Paul tells us, he's like, do not conform to the pattern of this world because this is not the world that God created us to live in. God did not create us a world to live in fear, doubt, depression, unworthiness, anger, jealousy, whatever uh, negative emotions we might have. He did not create us to live there. And so what is a pattern? A pattern is a constant or recycled rhythm. In our case, it's it's a rhythm of thinking. And behavior acquired from the world around us. <laughs> it's no secret, man, that the world that we're currently living in is stuck in a pattern. Every few years or every day or every week, you see this destructive pattern continually 
repeating itself with racism, rebellion, sickness and sin and just all types of just war and fighting and hunger. It's a rhythm that never seems to break. Why? Because we refuse to break it. And so ever since Satan got kicked out of heaven and he was cast to the earth, the world has been under new management. And I'm telling you, notice I didn't say that the world uh, has a has a boss, which is Satan. No, God is our boss. But God has allowed Satan to be the manager of it because he's like, yo, if that's what it's going to be, that's what it's going to be because y'all not really fooling with me right now. And so that's why 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 says we are to be in the world, but not of the world. So how do we do that? So how do we be in it, but not of it? I'm glad you asked. We must renew our mind. <laughs> we must evolve. <laughs> we must change the way we think. We must change the way we process and we respond to things. In order for us to evolve, in order for us to emerge, we got to renew and we got to be transformed from the pattern. That sounds simple enough, right? A couple of weeks ago, I um, I was on my way to a meeting and I, I got dressed, put my clothes on like I do every day. And I got in the car, getting ready to head to my meeting. And I, I stuck my key in the ignition, the same key that I always use, in the same ignition that I always use. I turned it in the same direction that I always turned it. It was the same process. And as I was doing this, my car began to stall. It did not come on. It didn't work. I used the same key. I turned it the same way and it did not move. Well, it ended up being the fact that the reason it would not move and it would not turn on is because the engine or the battery was dead. The entire battery was completely dead. So what am I telling you? That just like your car can die because it's been overworked or it's been doing the same thing, the same process over and over, over, over again repeatedly, it caused it to die. It's the same thing with us. If we don't change our mental battery, if we don't change our uh, the way that we process things, we'll never move. We'll never go anywhere. We'll stay stagnant. But we have to replace that old mentality, that old thought process. In order to get new results, <laughs> I'll tell you this quick little story. I, those of you who follow me, you know, I got two sons and I can remember when we were trying to teach him his numbers and we were counting to 10. And so he would do the one, the two, the three, and he would get all the way to 10. And that took us no time. He got to 10 so easy. It wasn't a problem. And then one day I decided, hey, man, you master the 10. Now, let's go to 20. And this totally messed him up. It blew his mind. It blew his mind because he couldn't understand how we could count to 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. And then all of a sudden we get to 11. The one is repeated. How is one, one? The same, and then it's one, two, and then one, and then there's a three, but then you skip two because it went to one to three because it's 13, and then you go to 14, so it's one, three, four, and then you go to 15, and then you get all the way up to 19, and you skip one, 
all the way through eight, got to nine, and then you go to 20. So then when you get to 20, the two is before the zero, and then you get to 21, and then there's a two, and then a one, and everything becomes backwards, and then there's two twos. Like, it totally messed him up. He didn't understand it. Why? Because it was different from how he originally learned it. It was different how he originally learned it, and and that's how life is for us. That's why, um, I don't know if you remember this. Remember, we used to do math a certain way. And then a few years ago, they changed it to now they give you the answer. Now you have to find the solution to find the problem. Like, things are changing. And if we don't change, if we don't evolve, we're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, because we have to evolve. Look around you. Right now. Just think about it. You'll, just, you'll see that everything is changing. You'll see that 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 that, that people are constantly uh, getting their news from their phones. Remember, you used to have to turn on the news. You have to buy a newspaper. No. Them days are gone, baby. People uh, are, are finding relationships online. People work from home. Google has replaced libraries. Uh... uh People, uh, we, we don't even go to. You remember the store Blockbuster? Remember Blockbuster? I remember Blockbuster. Some of you hearing this, you might be young. You didn't know what Blockbuster is. Blockbuster was a place where you go every Friday night and you could rent a movie and it would just be wall to wall movies. And you would just pull the movie you want out on VHS. You would take it to the front. You would have like three day rental. Watch the movie, bring it back, rewind. You better re rewind it. If you rewind it, they're going to charge you. <laughs> rewind the movie, bring it back, pick up another one, take it home. But what happened with Blockbuster, and the reason they did not survive, is because they didn't realize that there was this little company coming up the rear called Netflix, who decided to change the game and decided to evolve the way that people got movies simply by, watch this, mailing you the movie. You no longer had to leave your house to go get the movie. They'll sit it to your house. Well, then everybody else caught on to Netflix and they started renting the movies and it started being mailed to the house. But this is what I love about Netflix. Even though they had found a new way to do things, they didn't get comfortable because they said, you know what? This is great. But how about we stop mailing the movies and we start putting it on their TVs? So now they don't have to wait for us to send it in the mail. Now they don't have to leave their house to go get it from Blockbuster. They can literally turn on their TV with a smart app. They can pull it up whenever they want, as many times as they want. Watch it, pause it, whatever they want to do. And it's at the comfort and the convenience of their fingertips. So if Netflix can evolve and come up with new and innovative ways, new and innovative ways to be different or to make a change, what's stopping you? What's stopping you? You have to change the way you think, you process data, and how you respond to it. But that changes with the mind. Check this out. The mind, I don't know. If, the mind is broken up in three pieces. The subconscious, the conscious, and the unconscious. The unconscious, the subconscious, and the conscious. The conscious mind is the part of it's the part of the mind where that we're aware of. We think with that. It's literally how you're listening to you consciously decide to pull out your phone, 
pull up this podcast and listen today. That's your conscious mind. But the thing about the conscious mind is that can easily be manipulated. It changes every time it gets presented compelling information. Whenever it gets a compelling argument, the conscious mind can easily switch and totally decide to go a different direction if it wants to. The unconscious mind is the place where we create the dreams. It's where the dreams are created. When we go to sleep at night, we're still working our brains. We're not functioning doing it. Our unconscious mind is operating in it. It's the job of, uh, of, of the unconscious mind to process and organize the millions of data that we've been exposed to over the years without us. <laughs> It can pull and retain information without us even thinking like it's the it's the part of the mind where we just move our fingers like we don't even think about it. We just do it. Right. It's like muscle memory. It's like having a huge secretary in a room full of files and it just pulls the information out as we need it. But then there's the subconscious mind. And this is the part uh, that we're talking about today as we're talking about evolving the subconscious mind is the most complicated and for the sake of, of of this podcast it's the most important today because the subconscious mind is where the mental programs are created and carried out and so if you want to change the mental programs that you're running that's telling you you can't do something that's telling you just why you can't get to that place where God has called you to be, then the subconscious mind is where you'll need to focus. Write this down. The more we understand that thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs are causes and that the outer things are but the effects or the results of what started within our mind first, you have to replay that over and over because you got to get that. I'm going to simplify it this time. Thoughts, attitudes, and beliefs are causes. And the things that we see around us each and every day are merely effects or the results of what we thought first. We live in a mental world. We've been taught that the material world is based on what we have and what we don't have. We've been taught that things just happen and all we can do is survive and stay unlucky in situation. But the laws of the mental world say that anything you believe except will become real and take form in the physical. Anything you believe except or except will become real and take form in the physical. In Matthew 8 and 13 in the Bible, it says, be it done for you as you have believed. I didn't say that. That's scripture. So wherever you are in life, whatever it is in your life today is only a manifestation in the outer of what you believed on the inner. The kind of home you live in, the friends you keep, the marriage you have, the jobs you don't have or the job you won't leave, the kids you have or you you're not really raising or you didn't raise. It's all because of what you believed on the inside. But here's good news. You can't evolve. <laughs> you can change what you see. How do you evolve? By changing your belief system. How do you change your belief system? The same way that you built the flawed one. 
These are four steps I'm going to give you to change your mental state, to help you evolve your belief system. Here are the four things. And after this, I'm done. The four things is repetition. You have to constantly speak life over your dry bones. <laughs> you have to constantly speak life over your situation. The second thing is if you get you a prototype. You have to get you a desired belief or a, or a desired uh, person or an individual that you look up to who's already adopted this mindset that you admire. Find that person. Find that individual. Understand, study their, their, their thought process, their, their prototype. And in our case, because, I mean, if we just want to find somebody, you can't find anybody. You don't know anybody who, who has the perfect mindset. Just, just call on Jesus. Just look at Jesus as a prototype. <laughs> Try to be everything that he is. Adopt that into your life. The third thing is after you find and discover who it is that you want to base your prototype or your thought process off of, Pictures yourself doing it already. Pictures yourself being that. And then the last step, this is number four, and we're done, is take action. Take action. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And watch everything around you change. Watch everything around you change. Listen, I hope that something that was said today really sparked something in you that challenged you to look beyond your limitations, to look beyond where you are and encourage you to evolve. Because if you don't evolve, you will get stuck. You will die. Not a physical death, but an emotional one, spiritual, mental one. Where you lose your desire to want more, to do more, to be more. And I want to make sure that if you're attached to this tribe, then you're not getting stuck being comfortable and you're not getting stuck saying this is all there is. Because God did not create you to be mediocre. Listen, I love you. And I'm your biggest fan. Until we talk again, remember to continue to decode your greatness. I'll talk to you soon.